You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. It's WrestleMania week on the Sports Podcasting Network. Good day, good night, and welcome to WrestleMania week on the Sports Podcasting Network. I am your host, Kevin Laramie, and throughout the week, we have a special programming for you all. We have about six special shows that will be taking place at different times, different points this week that you just will appear in your feed, will appear on the network, will appear on the website. That's sportspodcastingnetwork.com if you're wondering. Six shows. First of them tonight, the Go Home Raw Review. The last Raw before WrestleMania, where basically all the storylines and the match and the card gets finalized. So that's tonight. We have eventually as well the NXT TakeOver Review Show coming later this week. The Hall of Fame Review. We have the NXT Preview. Hall of Fame Review. The WrestleMania Preview with a couple of special guests. I have a lot of special guests and special friends coming on the show this week so stay tuned as well you'll have maybe names that you'll recognize from uh well your television that will be joining us later this week so stay tuned to the sports podcast and network for our wrestlemania week so again the schedule this week let's uh, i start to say it and i stop because well it's wrestlemania week so trying to get my bearings people i'm pumped Kind of, yeah. I'm not. It's, it's kind of a weird build. It's kind of a weird build for WrestleMania. It's like a stopping go build for the last three, four months. So, yeah, I'm not that pumped. But yeah, let's just go through the schedule of the WrestleMania week on the Sports Podcasting Network. The Go Home Raw review. That's this show. NXT Takeover Dallas preview. The Hall of Fame review. WrestleMania preview. WrestleMania review and. The post-WrestleMania Raw review as well. Because that's probably the most exciting Raw of the whole year. That's next Monday. And it would cap off our special six-show dedicated to WrestleMania and the WWE this week on SPN. So let's start with Raw tonight. Live from the Brooklyn, from Brooklyn from the Barclays Center, about a little more than 15,000 people. A crowd that was in voice, sometimes too much. Well, we'll talk about the six-man tag team match later on, that the crowd just decided to, to have fun and take over. Brooklyn. Take over, remember? It was a great special event in NXT, but this Raw was, well, quite... Weirdly paced, let's just put it this way, because it starts with the gong. The Undertaker comes out for a little promo saying, Vince, your blood of your son will be on your hand, on your hand, but Vince's blood might be on mine. (sighs) WrestleMania is my yard. Hell in a Cell is my house, and this Sunday, you will rest in 
Shane McMahon comes out. Promo. You know what? Shane McMahon looks fucking ripped. He looks in shape, big, bold, strong. Clearly a very highly definition of his muscle. I've never seen him look that way. He looks more in shape than he was when he was more involved in the company like a decade ago. Even more than that, 15 years ago. Now he looks like, wow. What a what a built of a man for a McMahon. He looks better than his father did. I think it's well, it's kind of fitting. Anyways, it's all weird and convoluted and fun and weird. Uh, did I say it was weird? I have just like a weird feeling throughout this WrestleMania process, you know. But it's a great, great day because, well, it's still WrestleMania. The build is good or bad. It's, Still gets you excited and you get to talk about it with a lot of people. So that Taker promo, guess what? Shane McMahon comes out. And uh, Shane McMahon talks about, you know, your legacy, blah, blah. Taker's like, you don't get to talk about my legacy. Shane comes back, probably the line of the night saying, yeah, your legacy died two years ago at WrestleMania. <gasps> the crowd was like, burn. Oh, shit. <sighs> You could hear the gasp in the crowd. It was kind of interesting. And uh, while well, Taker comes back by saying, well, you're just like your father, you know? You're just like, a, you're the same as your father. And ever since you were born, you've been your daddy's bitch. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite a normal promo between the two. So, yeah, that was interesting. But that's when the fun begins. Because after that Undertaker says that Shane, your daddy's little bitch, you've been born... Shane walks down the aisle, confidently, slowly, but with a good pace, comes to the ring and just goes face to face with Taker, not afraid, no fear, and no fucks were given by Shane during that moment. Shane walks in face to face with Taker, and basically then, well, that continues, and that's when uh, actually he said that. But they start fighting, fight breaks out. Then they go on the outside. Uh, Shane hits and boom, boom, finds a monitor, hits Taker with the monitor a couple times, clears the table, puts Taker on the table, gets in the ring, climbs the top rope, stands tall, very confidently on the ropes for a guy who hasn't stood on a rope for about eight, more than eight, nine years. Then leaps all the fucking way to the announce table. Clears the ledge of the table. Almost overshots the table to deliver that elbow drop to Taker on that table. Holy shit indeed. That was quite a leap. And when you see in replay the way he throws himself. Not high in the air. But like far. So he's really looked powerful. We talked about how muscly and big power he looks well he just leapt he just took a leap of faith in air <sighs> cleared everything and damn that was uh, very impressive by Shane McMahon and of course you had the you still got it chant all across the Barclays Center from that point because well people were impressed but eventually that's what happens and Shane walks away here comes the money he's playing in the background he's actually going up the aisle when Taker sets up and, and great timing I have to say uh, kudos to the production truck as soon as Taker step, uh, stands the ball sits up 
from being laid up, laid down. I mean, sets up, music stops, and eventually, dong. So it really sets the table. So that's the way Raw started. Quite a different way to start Raw. You would imagine, I would have imagined that spot being the last thing you would have seen on Raw, not the first thing. So that was quite interesting to me. Then another interesting thing, Zack Ryder against Chris Jericho. So uh, Ryder is going to be part of that, uh, well, I guess, of that ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. And he had to be put on TV. Jericho needed an opponent. And he needed to find a way to put Ryder on TV. Otherwise, how can you justify putting him on a championship match for the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match on WrestleMania, but not even putting on on a go-home show? So they found a spot for Ryder. It was against Chris Jericho. And you know what? It was not too bad. Uh, Ryder and Jericho, and before the match started, uh, uh, Jericho was a, a recap of what happened in the Raw pre-show where Jericho said, Styles! Styles! You want the match? You want to face me? You want the benefit of facing me at WrestleMania? Well, you won't get it, Style. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And I'm God going to give you the opportunity to face me at WrestleMania. Uh, so he said no to the match and to the challenge of uh, AJ Style to fight Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. So, before the match between Ryder and Jericho started, AJ Style came out with actually a really nice hat that if you don't have it yet, go buy it on the WWE show, I guess. Well, I don't care if you buy it. I just think it looks really sleek and mine's already on its way. But yeah, it looks actually really good. That AJ Styles hat actually really looks quite, quite dandy. Dandy. So, uh, Styles says he's not leaving until he gets what he wants and that's a match at WrestleMania. And then he starts to get the the Y2 Jackass chance. Y2 Jackass. Y2 Jackass. Match starts. Schoolboy by Ryder. One, two, and no kicks out. Uh, but eventually, because of the Y2 Jackass chance and all that, Ryder does do a schoolboy to Jericho. Probably the worst schoolboy in history for a victory. It started from a schoolboy and it morphed into a pen. And the one, two, three by Zack Ryder. For the win, and immediately after that win, you had, well, Chris Jericho co-breaking Zack Ryder, laying him out, saying, Styles, you humiliated me, you think you're going to humiliate me, you think you know what you're doing, you think you, well, guess what, Styles, be careful what you wish for, it's on you, idiot, it's on you, jackass, you're facing the best in the world on the grandest stage of them all, you rookie. And there was a big shudder in the crowd when Chris Jericho said, Rookie, because <gasps> it's quite an insult for a 37-year-old that's been in the business for about 20 years, if not more than that, and AJ Styles calling him a rookie on national television. It's quite an insult by Chris Jericho. Ooh, Jericho playing the heel character pretty, pretty well. A different type of heel character that we've seen in about 08, 09. He's more of a insulting type of character that uh, may be over the top, but it looks seems to be quite working. Uh, I'm not 100% sure of that feud, the way it's been portrayed. It has been portrayed better this, well, tonight than other nights before, and actually, AJ Styles didn't chant his own chant. He actually chanted, why did you jackass? So it actually makes more sense than him trying to stand, start his own chant because... Uh, the guy starting his own chant kind of is a little bit like narcissistic and you don't really want a face to be a narcissistical character. So 
him to chant white to jackass makes a lot more sense than AJ Styles trying to get an AJ Styles chant going. So, uh, yeah, so AJ Styles versus Jericho at WrestleMania 32. They're getting uh, less shy by uh, saying the number here and there. So, yeah, they don't necessarily say, oh, WrestleMania 32 when it's signing the number, but they're getting, like, less like, clampy on the don't say the number. Uh, it's been shown up and on social media more a little bit, so that's quite interesting. Becky versus Charlotte. There was an inset promo showing how Becky actually, uh, on SmackDown, laid out Banks and then laid out uh, Charlotte. Becky versus Charlotte. Uh, Becky won. One, two, three. And uh, yeah, Sasha's at ringside. Actually, it's uh, Charlotte won, sorry, with the help of Rick, setting the triple threat match for the title for WrestleMania with between Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks. Now, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, if you can read between the lines, people, over the next few months, there's a lot of things that are being prepared for a lot of reasons. If you're looking at who's been announced for the Hall of Fame tonight, Snoop Dogg will be, yes, Snoop Dogg gets himself. Snoop Lion sometimes? Nah, Snoop Dogg. He's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with WWE in the Celebrity Wing. Sasha Banks is the cousin of Snoop Dogg's. Sasha Banks shot a fitness and muscle hers photo shoot today. And other things are coming for her. So if you read between the line, you know what's coming for the boss. Vince Promo. He talks about like he's not surprised that it came to what had happened outside. That uh, Shane would go to any extent to win everything. Because, well, it's that big. Undertaker will do everything. But Shane will have to do everything. Because it's not just Raw. It's the whole company. It's everything. He's going to have to battle through. Basically, that's what it was. And then Shane came out. Comes back and said, you know what? This Sunday, I'm going to let out 40 years of pent-up emotions against you. They're going to come out in that cage. That type of promo by Shane McMahon, which was pretty good, pretty effective. Shane McMahon, very passionate. It seems like this role, even though it might be just an actual on-air, on-screen personality type of role for Shane McMahon, seems very cathartic. Seems he actually is able to maybe yell things at his dad that he wouldn't be able to do outside of a quote-unquote scripted time. So you don't necessarily have the backlash. But uh, it seems to be quite cathartic. The way he seems to be, well, uh, quite enjoying himself out there. Critics ask, uh, very important to mention. Uh, well, social, uh, we go to a break. We come back. Social outcast is there. And they have a, a shot of the Under the Giant Memorial Trophy. For the Under the Giant Battle Royal. That's going to happen on Sunday. Social outcasts are there. And Curtis Axel mentions happy birthday, Dad, because yes, it is Mr. Perfect's birthday today. So without further ado, Mr. Perfect, wherever you are up there, have the most perfect birthday. You deserve it. You're just perfect. 
So it's like a, yeah, so you have a social outcast supposed to have a match between Big Show and Kane versus social outcast. And obviously the match goes to shit, everybody comes out. And when I mean everybody, it's not necessarily everybody, but it is who's going to be in the Battle Royal. And it's quite interesting because there's faces we haven't seen in a long time that appeared on our TV on Monday night. And I actually took the time to pause my DVR many times on many different occasions to write down who was and who will be on that Andre the Giant Battle Royal. So yes, Social Outcast, Big Show Kane. Damien Sandow, R-Truth, Goldust, Mark Henry, Darren Young, Tyler Breeze, Jack Swagger, Fun Dango, and The Ascension. Geek Parade? I think so. Stephanie McMahon, Triple H comes out for a promo. They belabor the fans and you're stupid. You don't have any ambition. You wake up in life having dreams, but you don't have the means to your dreams and you'll never get them. Even though I was born in royalty and I was born in, in uh, well, basically in money and it was able to able me in my life. Blah, blah, blah. She doesn't say that. She actually trying to get the crowd against her and blah, 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 all that. Triple H does the same thing. Triple H says that you will never achieve to anything. Look at me. Look at you. There's a big difference. I have the means to do everything because I'm good and you're bad and I am intelligent. I win. You lose and you suck and you're ugly. So that was basically his promo. Obviously, Roman Reigns comes out and drops the whole thing and what has to happen it has to happen. There's a fight breaks out. They continue fighting and eventually, well, one of them leaves. It's Triple H and he cowers and it leaves. And I go back there's a small backstage skit after before going to break that we see him walk behind the scenes with Stephanie and he's just like saying, yeah, I'm not going to stay there. You know, I'm going to have to do something about this. You know, I'm going to have to do something about Nick came, you know, I'm over. I stay over. Uh, JP, thanks for the inspiration. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's quite interesting. So once uh, Triple H, you see this. Eventually, this led to something important. But New Day comes out. New Day say, hey, get your bootios, blah, blah, blah. Nice little rap. Nice little Fife Dog homage by the New Day. And uh, while the League of Nations come out, there's a quite entertaining match between Kofi and uh, Alberto Del Rio. And then the, uh, eventually Kofi wins by distraction. And then, not distraction, but he, it's a surprise win. And the other guy's trying to lay him out and he just runs away. And what was interesting before the actual. I think it's going to come a little, little. Yeah, it's going to come right there. Let's talk about it now. Uh, Jonathan, the coach, the coach comes out. Uh, Jonathan Coachman of ESPN comes out while New Day is on the ramp coming out. That's before the match. And he's like, three things to say. First of all, love you guys. <laughs> Second of all, ESPN will be broadcasting Sports Center live from WrestleMania Dallas this Sunday. That's quite an interesting move. And to have Coachman on USA, Coachman from ESPN, talking and plugging ESPN on USA, bold move by USA and... uh well, if you're a Wrestling Observer subscriber, Dave's been writing a lot about what's going on in ESPN and WWE lately. And uh, I think it's gonna get, the partnership has just started. 
so that's going to happen. Then he's talking about the bootios and all all that. So that was interesting. So that's for that. Uh, Joan London is going to be the Warrior Award recipient. Joan London of the Today Show. And now she's become an ambassador for the Susan G. Komen Awareness uh, well, Association uh, Foundation. Susan G. Komen Foundation for Awareness of Breast Cancer. She's an ambassador. She had breast cancer. She's a breast cancer survivor. So Jolyn will be inducted by Dana Warrior on, uh, well, the Hall of Fame this Saturday. Kalisto versus Connor. Connor's a big guy. Kalisto, Connor of the Ascension. Kalisto beats Connor. And then Ryback comes out, gets in front of the, of Kalisto. He plays his big man. He yells, feed me more, feed me more, feed me more, feed me more. Well, that's what he does in front of Kalisto. Kalisto doesn't really do shit, just shows the belt. He leaves, there's a small lucha chant in the crowd. Nothing's over. Like, it's not over at all. Nobody could give a fuck about Ryback. And Kalisto, well, it's a little bit more than that. People care, actually, do a little bit. But you, the build was weird. Again, the build is weird. We'll see how the show ends up. Because last year, the build was freaking weird, too. But the show turned out pretty good. So we'll see what happens this Sunday. But yeah, now one of the best moments of the day, Paul Heyman promo comes out and uh, sing around the beast, blah, 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 you know, all that. Dean Ambrose comes out with like a tray with a, his logo on it, like the DA. Oh, looks under the ring, takes the chainsaw, takes the bat that has the what barbed wire underneath, takes the steps, takes other things, put this in this, and just takes the plunder with him, just takes the weapons. And that was quite interesting because Paul Heyman, actually, in his promo, he said the word weapons, which is a forbidden word by Vince McMahon. He's not supposed to, you're not supposed, theoretically, to allude to the plunder, to the gimmicked weapons as actual weapons. You're supposed to allude to them, to the plunder, to uh, objects, foreign objects, or that's the terminology usually used. You don't use weapon. But he misspoke and he said weapon and he just went with it. He's like, I'm not supposed to say weapon, but that's what they are. It's a weapon. And it was just awesome. So I really like how uh, Paul Eamon just went with this promo and that's just king of the promo. So that was very interesting. Uh, Paige versus Emma. Emma comes back on Raw, our new attitude. So it's going to be it's basically a promo for the 10 Diva match. <laughs> on Sunday, and that 10 Diva match is going to suck. It's going to suck big bags of you know what because Eva Marie is going to be in there too. So look at the two teams, people. Well, let's be honest here. So Eva Marie's a face, but okay, so the way it starts, you have like Emma's out, and then it's Emma's on the bad girl side, they call it the bad and blonde, so it's uh, Tamina. You know, Tamina and, uh, what's her face, Naomi. With Sasha, uh, with uh, Summer Rae and Lana, and now Emma. So it's the bad blondes. Versus the total divas team. Which is Brie Bella, Alicia Fox, Natty, Paige. And now, Eva Marie? Eva Marie has to fucking turn on WrestleMania 
this Sunday and join the other side. She kind of has to. Nobody likes her. And there was kind of like she came and saved at the end and everybody was booing the crap out of her. As soon as her music started, it was like, boo, get off our TV. Get off the stage. We don't like you. You're freaking hot. But you blow as a wrestler. Yeah, I heard a guy say actually that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Rewind. Rewind the tape. You'll see him right. So, yeah. So, that was the Eva Marie comes out. And basically, that's going to be attendee with that. I think it's on the kickoff show, probably. Anyways. So, that's the promo for this match on Sunday. Six-man tag team. Probably the best match of this show. Sami Zayn, Don Silver, Sin Cara. Versus The Miz. Stardust. And... Kevin Owens. For the whole fucking match, Kevin Owens avoided pins. Told Sinkara, no, no, no. Uh, told uh, Stardust, no, pimp, uh, tag Mizen. No, no, tag, sin, ta, ta, tag Stardust and tag Mizen. Miz laid out there. He's just been super kicked. He's barely conscious on the rope. <laughs> Kevin Owens makes him happen. And of course, you've seen the whole thing happen, right? Eventually, Sami Zayn is laid out in the middle. Kevin Owens is there. The Miz is laid out in front of him. Kevin Owens tags himself in. Goes to, to Sami Zayn. Brings him up like, You're stupid. You suck. You're stupid. I'm going to kill you. Throws him in the rope for the pop-up bar bomb. Takes him. Put him up in the air. Sami Zayn drop kicks Kevin Owens. Comes back. And then Kevin Owens comes back. Trying to get the tag to Miz. Miz jumps off the apron. Trying to tag Stardust. Stardust jumps the apron. Oh, we were doing the same thing to you, Kevin Owens. Ha ha ha. Joke's on you. Turns around, gets pinned. One, two, well, actually, uh, the you have the Tornado Bulldog by Sami Zayn. And eventually leads to a Haluva Cook by Sami Zayn. Then the pin. One, two, three. Sami Zayn pins Kevin Owens clean on Raw in the middle of the ring for the one, the deux, et le trois. Pour de Marieville, Québec, Kevin Steen. Steen. Kevin Owens, this Sunday, will he retain the Intercontinental Championship or will he lose to Sammy Owens? Sammy Owens. <sighs> Sammy Zane. It's getting late, people. And this is about during that match. This is where the crowd like turned and was bored. There was CM Punk chance, Byron Saxton's chance, weird chance. The crowd was just bored at this because the match was weirdly paced, like the whole show. The hot tags were not built as hot tags. You know the match was pretty good. The hot tags were not built as much, and the hot tag that like uh, Sin Cara's trying to build like sucked, and he was he cut it off himself and tagged to Ziggler in the middle of it. You're like. What were you building for then? What was that all about? So it was quite weird, but it was still entertaining. At least the finish I really like with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The story that Kevin Owens did tell during the whole match by not getting tagged in and tagging at the end. It's, it, it's the Kevin Owens mentality. And it's probably the most defined character on Raw. And that's why I love him. The character is well defined. It's well clear. It's intentional every little thing he does and it's just well defined you get what it is you understand it's clear it's definite it's definite it's well we know what we get we know what we want and it's just perfect the way it is so 
Kevin Owens' character. I just really like where he's going with it. The authority comes out, and again, Roman Reigns interrupts the same freaking promo they were trying to do earlier. He interrupts it again, but this time, small fight broke, so but the whole freaking locker room. But first, there was League of Nation with Dudley Boys that came out, and like they broke them off, and they were beating Roman. Then the whole locker room knew they, all the faces came out, and it was basically... They were trying to pull them off apart and uh, like Triple H one time attacked Roman Reigns again. Roman Reigns go back after Triple H. Eventually, Triple H is on the outside close to the aisle with everybody else is there. And Roman Reigns is with the Usos and like another guy probably in the ring. And then Reigns just does a uh, plunge over the top rope on everybody. Everybody gets laid out and then... Uh, Triple H is like roll walking and like stumbling up the ramp and getting away. And that's how the go home rough finishes. Yeah. Kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. The show was weirdly paced. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I would have actually probably take the beginning of the show. The first 20 minutes, put it at the end. Take that part of it. It was weirdly placed. But, uh... All of the parts by itself were not too bad. So rearrange them as you will to fit your liking at your pacing. But the first 20 minutes, I would put them at the end because nothing could have topped the move that Shane McMahon did to start Raw. And it was just downhill from there because, well, go see it. <laughs> so that's the go home Raw. Does it set the tone for the whole week? We'll see. Probably not. We're probably going to have match of the year candidates in that NXT TakeOver Dallas with Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. 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 Versus Sami Zayn. Type of a dream match that I never really thought I'd see. It actually happened before with Jericho in Japan earlier on. It's probably why Nakamura is going to face Sami Zayn. That was his first opponent in NXT because, well, uh, the history between the two back in the days in, well, Japan when Sami Zayn was traveling around the world. So that does it for our Go Home Raw review tonight on the WrestleMania week on the Sports Podcast Network. Uh, you're a big wrestling fan. You can go listen to the archives of Down the Owl Wrestling Podcast over the last year and a half. Me and Rob did a lot of great shows, great interviews. You won't hear uh, any new down the hour wrestling podcast anytime soon but you will have other wrestling content on the sports podcast network starting with the wrestlemania week here on the sports podcast network nxt takeover dallas preview is the next show probably wednesday night hall of fame review wrestlemania preview wrestlemania review and the post raw review are your schedule for the special wrestlemania week on the Sports Podcasting Network. And until next time, take that bump. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.